Hey, so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online. And we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. And we're going to celebrate that this morning. Consider how you are working in and amongst us this morning and take encouragement for the future. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Please be seated. We are not going to have a time of sharing at the moment like we normally do, but uh, we will be having communion at the end of the service. So um, be prepared for that. We invite you, if you love the Lord, to participate in sharing this meal together. If you don't consider yourself knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then please don't feel obliged to partake of the meal just because you feel it's expected. It isn't. So please pass the emblems by if you um, so wish. We're going to be sharing together this morning the life of this church. In other words, we're going to be sharing what God is doing in and amongst us. Um, has done, is, and will be doing. I'm going to be doing it in a slightly different way this, this, this year. We're going to be sharing some stories and testimonies. So, Esther, are you ready? I'll hand that further ado. <laughs> hand over to you. Good morning, wonderful people. Lovely to see everybody this morning. Okay, I have the privilege of starting off. And I am so thrilled because I'm going to have your your full attention, I think, because I'm the first one up. Okay, so I'm going to catch you. So as you may or may not know, um, we are going to be sharing the things that are going on in this wonderful family that God calls Fields. Um, we had a vision Sunday in April, in the beginning of the year, and we just want to update you. And I'm very excited to update you because um, I lead um, and I co-lead with Poppy the children's ministry. And everybody said, thank you for that. I lead the children's ministry. And the children said, and my voyager said, yay, yay. You're allowed to, you know. So, okay. So, as I don't know whether you know, but we've been in this venue a whole year today. So that to me, let's give praise for that because God was in, is amazing. And we decided that we were going to have three, uh, four groups, no, three groups now in children's ministry. So we have buddies and explorers, and that's from one, the buddies are one year to four. The explorers are sort of five up to year two. And then I have voyagers. And my, yes, come on, it's Daniel, isn't it? Daniel, give, he, he gave a hoot. Okay, we have Voyagers, and this is my um, year threes, but actually the year twos creep in as well. Who's in year two? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Josh, okay. Um, but some of them want to come up from, from the smaller ones and come straight into, into me, so it's wonderful. Do you know that we have, between youth and children's church, are you ready for this, on our books, they don't always come, but on our books we have 65. We've been praying for growth, and you know, we, I can have, in my, in my group, I can have five, and we've crept up to 11, and uh, the littler ones have up to 18 on a Sunday. The youth, I don't, well, Josh will tell you about the youth, but they're definitely, definitely growing. So, we've been in our venue. Um, we have three leaders and um, three teachers that lead. And probably about four or five, I'm looking at Laura here, uh, four or five helpers. And then I run it with um, Karen and myself. We alternate, but we're so excited because there's so many opportunities for any one of you to come up and join in the children's ministry. I'm very biased. Children's ministry is the best ministry in the whole church. And I said, amen, because, um, yeah. I love, I've been working with um, children for many, many years, and uh, they're amazing, and you're going to hear from some of them. And uh, 
So, you know, we came to uh, Children's Church here in the new building, so we've increased and, uh, our numbers of children, which is, we wanted growth, and we've definitely had growth. We've probably got 20 or 30% growth in the, in the children's ministry since we've started here. We wanted, we trusted God for more families and children, and Gabriel's here and Dad, or Gabriel's out there, but we have a new baby in our midst, and that's Raphael. So we've been praying for families to come along, but listen to this, wait for this, you're all going to go, ah, we have another five babies on the way. (laughs) Ah, and they all said, ah. So get prepared and get ready because our family is expanding and what a privilege to have children from from babies up to our older people like myself um we're three generations that's what a family is so we're very excited about that we wanted to believe that our children will continue to grow in their love and grow in their love for church and grow in their love for God and I can honestly say that our children really enjoy children's ministry. Um, I've had a couple of testimonies that mums were probably not feeling like coming and the kids say come on mum it's church today and so they brought so well done kiddies. Um, Do you know that in Proverbs 22 6 it says in the Passion Dedicate your children to God, point them in the way that they should go, and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Isn't that amazing? And thank you for bringing your children to Fields Church. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to to sow into their lives. So between us all, we can really help grow our children so that they can become amazing young people and our children are growing up and they're going off to university and college and work and I want to know me personally I want to know that I've done my best to give them a great foundation so that they will never depart when they go off to university and they hear all these because they're going to hear some strange things but they're going to know that they know that they know that they are anchored Because we've done what God's called us to do. We've trained them up. Amen? There's a wonderful African proverb that says, it takes a village to raise a child. It's a proverb that means that an entire community of people interact and collaborate with the children for those children to experience and grow in a safe and healthy environment. This is a village. So we're a bit, bit like an African village. You all, ha- you all play such wonderful parts. And I think some of you don't even realize how you're investing into our children. When our children see you serving, I mean, Elijah, he's our new dishwasher man. He's our new kitchen servant. He loves to go out there because he's been seeing the grown-ups serve. He wants to do what the grown-ups do. We've got so many young people can I help? Can I help? And they're moving the chairs and they want to come early. This is a village. We're bringing our kids up, okay? So I believe that this is what a church family does. We look out for each other, okay? When you see a little one wandering around in the, in the, in the hallway there, maybe a little lost, you'll all be saying, come on, let's take you back. Where do you need to go to? We don't, they're part of our family. We're all in this together. So I want to continue to give thanks, but I'm going to pull at your heartstrings now. And I'd like to invite Spencer up. I'd like to invite, come on, give him a clap. I'd like to invite, I'd like to invite Theo up. No, the other Theo. This, sorry, sorry. We've got two Theos. This is Theo number two. And, and Elijah, please. And can I have the other voyagers standing here, please? Come on. Come on, be brave. These are my super-duper superstars. 
Just a few. In fact, look where our girls today. Boys rule today. Whoa-hoo. <laughs> okay. I thought what I would do is pull at your heartstrings and don't just believe what I say, but I think it would be good if you, you listen to these guys of what children's church mean. What children's church means. So, Elijah, would you like to say how you like children's? What do, what do you think? I like children's church because it can pass the time and um, uh, it can pass the time and it can do. It, uh, I can do something to. I can do something to express myself while young grown-ups are doing the service and. Thank you, Elijah. Can I ask Spencer? Now, Spencer, how long have you been with us? Luca? How long? A year. Okay. Seems odd. Seems as if you've been here a long time. Do you want me to hold the mic for you? No. No? Okay, off you go. I like Children's Church because I learn so many wonderful things about God and his teachings. Children's church is also made to be fun while you learn. In South Africa, I didn't really learn, I mean, I didn't really like church and I never really learned a lot about God. However, here at Fields Church, I feel included and everybody shows me love, especially Esther. <laughs> I look forward to Sundays because I can't wait to see what fun things we will learn and make in children's church. I promise you I didn't pay him to say that. The first week that Spencer came through those doors with his brother Lucas, he came to children's church and afterwards he said to me, he told me that, that when I was in, I didn't like church in South Africa, but I really liked coming here and this was his first week. And yeah, blessing. And this young man has been with us how long, Natasha? About five, six weeks? Five, six weeks. Okay, you want to share? I like children's church because they've got nice leaders, the band is good, and I like the games that we play as well. So you have fun and you look while you're learning. Right. Would anybody like to say anything here? Oh. Well, I think I like children's church because when I'm bored, um, I get to go to it every Sunday, Saturday. And it's really a good place to meet God and pray, to have fun. And can you give me... But I promise you they'll give they'll give lots of input when we when we go. Yeah? So can we can we just give these kids watch them grow, watch them grow and serve and continue to grow up in children's church. And yeah, wonderful. And if you are interested in knowing a bit more about children's church and helping us grow, helping us minister into these kids' lives, please, please, please come and find me. I'm actually doing an afternoon tea next Sunday at four o'clock to say thank you to our past, present, and future children's church teachers. And if you would like to come along because maybe in the future or you'd like to hear a bit more, you are more than welcome. Sign up sheet there. Um, so today will be the last day you can sign up because I need it for catering. And uh, we're going to have a wonderful couple of hours, and I'm going to say thank you with a lovely afternoon tea. Amen. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to hand over to Josh. So I feel like I've been royally stitched up there, because how do you follow that? Um, quickly, before we start, I'm aware that we're going to have a little while we were still talking, and you didn't get your minute mingle. So if you want to stand up, say hello to someone really quickly, stretch your legs, because you might be sat down for another half an hour. Please do that now. Hello. 
Right, if you could all find your seats again, please, that would be perfect. Thank you. Right, so in February, when we shared the vision for each area, I shared four different goals. So, Angela, if you could pop those up, please, that would be perfect. Um, number one was to grow by 50%. So the youth in February was at 11, it's now at 17, so we have done that, which is amazing. Um, I say 17, there's actually not many of them here today, but I promise I'm not lying. Um, and I asked Kelly for the church figures uh, last night, and the average church attendance for those that are over 18 is about 78. So if you have 17 youth to that, makes 95, and Pastor Resta just talked about, I think it was 65 in total in their books, but I think the average is about 20 or 25 between buddies, explorers, and voyagers. So to have a church congregation that's made up 30, 35% of under 18s, I think is absolutely phenomenal. I don't think many churches could say that, so I think, thank you for being here. <laughs> Um, secondly was to have the team to grow and to have individuals that have a passion and gifting for youth work. So that has happened. Uh, Josh and Nina have very kindly said yes to joining the youth team. If you know them at all, you know already that they will be fantastic at that. And we have someone else as well that is willing and hopefully will be involved very, very soon. So thank you very much. And thank you to the existing guys that are already serving and have served for a long time because without you, they wouldn't have what they have. So please give them a round of applause too. <laughs> Thirdly, was to start a regular connect group and to continue the monthly socials. So I believe it was May. May we started a bi-weekly connect group. So the youth have a place to come where they can learn in a bit more depth because we only have about half an hour on a Sunday morning or 40 minutes if the speaker gets carried away. Um, so yeah, we have that bi-weekly. Um, that started again two weeks ago, last week, sorry. And the socials, we stopped over the summer, but they've been running before the summer and will start again this month. So you've got that to look forward to. Lastly, serving. We have some of the youth serve with the kids, some with the music, some in media. You've seen Steffi probably taking photos just this morning. Um, someone welcome, they help set up, they help set down. They're just amazing at getting involved, being servant-hearted, and I think that's only going to grow, which is just fantastic. So, round of applause for you guys again. Now, like Pastor Esther, please don't just take it from me. If I can invite Emma and Matan up to share on just for a minute on their experience of youth, that would be amazing. Thank you very much. Yeah, so, I mean, for... <laughs> For, for us, youth is, is like massively important. Obviously, we're all going to school every day of the week, apart from the weekend, and that means that we have to meet a lot of people in our lives who generally don't know Jesus. And that's, that's a lot of conversations where people are asking us quite difficult questions sometimes. So we, we have to know not only the actual answers to those questions, but how to talk to those people and how to sort of... Uh, give them the, the answers in a way that might push them towards Jesus so that they can, they can start sort of coming here just like the experiences that we've had. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just massively important for us to, to have places where we can talk to other people who are kind of in similar situations to us and have had similar experiences and just share those with each other. So. Um, yeah. Oh, this is weird. Um, yeah, I, I think something else is generally... For, especially at school and sometimes at home, bringing God into the conversation kind of is met with eye rolls and kind of like, oh, there she goes again. And having a space with people your age as well as the leaders who can talk about God with just knowing that he is real and talk about life under that assumption is really helpful because I don't think I've ever had that. And um, any issues or any questions, obviously we get to choose what we get to talk about. If there's something keeping us awake at night, we bring it to the leaders and they'll set up a session on it and answer those questions really eloquently. Um, sometimes, what? That's not fun, it's true. It's, it's, it's eloquent, and also it's biblical, because obviously we, we do study the Bible, but 
obviously people older than us and people who've been in the church for longer are going to have more of a strong foundation in the Bible. So being able to ask them about these things is really helpful. So, yeah. It's great. Thank you, Matan and Emma. I don't know where they get their eloquence from because it's not from me. So, um, And lastly... I want to say a big special thank you to Izzy because she has agreed to do most of the leading for youth from now on. Um, to be honest, she did most of it anyway. I was like the mouthpiece and Izzy was like, you know, the puppeteer. So I was like, Aah. So that was happening anyway. So big round of applause for Izzy, especially, please. Now, I have to stay here for Worship and Creative, but I'm going to invite Danny up as well. Um, and I'll pass over to him so you get a break from me for the next 30 seconds. You think it's going to be 30 seconds. Right. So, yeah, if you don't know me, my name's Danny. I'm head of the, like, the media team at church. And worshipping creative uh, for us as a church is a real, it's a real big heart. That we're, we're, We have a huge big heart for worshipping creative. Um, we have a congregation full of amazing worshippers, full of amazing creatives. We've got some fantastic people who can bake. Like, I can't, like, it's so good. Uh, we've got some really artistic people in the uh, in the congregation people who can paint amazingly people who can write really well we've got so many uh, creative people where we want to have like this outlet as a church for you to be able to channel that into um, God's kingdom um, and uh, yeah so if we could get the first slide up so like we did with uh, children and youth uh, we set out some goals last year so we wanted to see the music, media, and productions team grow. So if you don't know, Josh is head of the music team, I'm head of the media team, and Adam at the back is head of the production team. Uh, I'll just give you a little bit of uh, background into what each team do. Obviously, music's fairly straightforward. It's the worship team and how that looks. Media is all of our graphics, all of our uh, social media presence, all of our online communication, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we're looking to get into some other realms as well. And then production is basically everything you can see and hear this morning. So microphones, lights, um, anything like that, any video that we do. So I want to say a massive thank you to the current teams that we do have. So can we just give those teams a current round of applause? They work so hard. What you don't see is it all goes, it all goes unnoticed behind the scenes. There's a lot of late nights. There's a lot of um, backwards and forwards, but that's why we do it. It's a bit fun. Um, yeah, so that was the first thing. We wanted to see all the teams grow, and we can say that this has happened this year. Uh, I think the worship team has grown Definitely, probably by 50% at least. Not quite? Oh, okay. A little bit less than that. So, the, yeah, the worship team has grown and it is still growing. That's really great. We were so happy to see that. The media team as well, like he, like Josh said, the youth are getting involved in some of the media stuff. We're getting some more photographers involved. We're going to try and get some more design work going on. Uh, and we're looking to also look at um, getting some video production stuff going. So if any of those things ticked your box, come and speak to me afterwards. I'd love to get you on board with the team. Uh, to look at that, and also the production team as well. Uh, I think there's some guys that are looking to get involved with production. Adam's giving me the nod, which is great. Um, and yeah, so we're looking to always improve what we do. So and that need that needs team, that needs people, um, and you guys make up that team. And we're so grateful for who we have. That as a small church, we're often punching well above our weight in terms of creativity and worship. And yeah, we none of that is of our own doing. We just We've got to attribute that to God because that's all him. Um, but he puts amazing people around us to be able to do that. So, uh, yeah, that's that point. Uh, we also looked at to do starting video production. That is still on the cards. We're hopefully going to be buying the kit in the next couple of weeks, um, which is very exciting. I'm really excited about that. Um, that will mean that we get to have a, a greater uh, communication with the outside world. Pictures are fine. Pictures are great. Uh, graphics are great, but people really connect with stories, video, the realness of what church is. And I think as a, as a church, we have a real responsibility to show exactly what church is um, to the outside world so that people can feel welcome and comfortable before they're even through the doors. Um, and that's something that we're really going to invest in next year. Um, we're buying the kit this year, and we're going to be looking at doing sort of field stories um, and real heartfelt kind of interviews with people to be like, what is church really for you and really getting the sort of the God out to the world. So that's what we're going to be looking to do. Um, and then, yeah, creating a better infrastructure um, and collaboration has been between each part of the team. Do you want to share on this one or do you want me to share on that one? Go for it. Um, so we talked about that in February. Now, the actual collaboration between the teams, which one sounds interesting, um, 
maybe hasn't, to be honest, ha hasn't happened as much as we would have liked. But before the end of the year, we will have started Team Nights, which is where the three, music, media and production, all come together and can collaborate on different projects together. So say we've got a carol service. How does it look here? How does the sound work with the lighting and work with the vision? And the vision, can it be designed by the media team? Yeah. And how does that all work with the, the music guys? So things like that where you can get all of the teams together really collaborating, working together is really great. Yeah. So that will happen by the end of the year. Yeah, that's good. Um, if we go back one slide, please, Angela, if that's okay. That's quite all right. Uh, the one before, please. Thank you. So for any corporate person, I'm sorry about this second one, but I'm not that sorry. Because raise up more spirit-led, confident worship leaders, you can't really set that as a smart target. It's not something that you can go tick, done, we've done it, well, we can stop doing that now. It's a continual process. So in my opinion, I'm biased, sorry, I think all of the guys that lead worship are growing in confidence. It's becoming more, they're becoming more sensitive to the Holy Spirit, even in just practices, the conversations, the time we have in prayer, all of that stuff is growing, and it's just amazing to be a part of. Um, so thank you, guys. And lastly on there was to relaunch Wonder, which we have done. Yep. We've done two already. There is another one at the end of this month on the 30th of October, so be there, please. Um, <laughs> subtle. Yeah, so... So far, I think pretty much most of them we've achieved, just the couple that are still to be done by the end of the year. So, yeah. I think that's it. Have we got any more? Well, we, uh, happy to invite Emma. Yeah. So, we wanted to, again, not just take our word for it. We're very biased at being heads of the teams. But Em uh, is going to come up now. Um, she's great. We love Em to bits. Uh, she covers both music and media. So, she, uh, obviously, you've seen her in the band, but she also helps us a lot with the design behind the scenes as well. Um, I've been in band for quite a while, and we meet every Tuesday. Um, and when they asked me, like, I, I, well, I knew what to say, kind of. Um, but it's basically like a life group, which is really cool. So we come together, we do worship, and then Josh is really good at saying, right, we need to stop and pray. Um, we stop at nine, but we normally start praying at half nine, which is cool, because it means you'll talk. Um, but it's really nice to have just... Um, I do see it as a family, like a little family, um, to come together each week to pray. And we know that um, we can pray about anything. They've literally prayed about everything for me, which is really cool. Um, yeah, and we can come together and worship. And it's everyone builds each other up. Um, I remember when I first started playing guitar, I was quite quiet. And then Josh was like, I want to see you break the strings, which I haven't yet, but I definitely... <laughs> That's coming. Yeah. That will happen. Yeah, yeah, soon. <laughs> but I've got a lot louder, and it's just good to see people grow. Like, Steffi's really grown in confidence and things yeah. like that, and I really love, like, just everyone's just really championing each other, which I love. Um, and with creative stuff, um, when I was at uni, I did a dissertation on, like, bad Christian design. Um, so it's really, because it's really... This could be very awkward. Just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, like, all the old stuff you can, like, the flyers people used, used to give out was really old, and it just it just basically put that label that everyone thought we were. So it's good to kind of change that and become more um, current and modern and just, yeah, people see a good design, so like, actually they take pride in what they want to do because you want to, yeah, take pride in who you believe in and everything, and yeah. I think it's a good way to, yeah, do that creatively. I love that, Em. That was really well put. Yeah, give Em a round of applause. Thank She's you great. very much, Em. Yeah, um, you kind of you kind of touched on that perfect point. Is we should be proud of what we do as a church. We should be proud of the God we serve, and proud of who we are in Christ. And we need to reflect that out to the world. And if we're doing it, if we're doing it badly, or if we're doing it not as well as we could do, we need to evaluate what we're doing. And we're always evaluating what we're doing. So, what we love apart, I'm going to talk slightly from a media point of view, but it does apply to worship as well. It's both of these teams, and production too. All of these teams will provide an opportunity. That is the baseline of what we want to do. We want to provide people with an opportunity to try, an opportunity to step into maybe a, a gifting that they're not, sh they're not quite sure about or they want to give it a go. And it's fine if it doesn't work out, great. If it works out, amazing. Um, and yeah, we just want to create that space for 
anybody here who's listening, if you want to get involved in any of these teams, we would love to have you. If you've got any ideas, we'd love to hear them and we'll try and make them happen. So don't count yourself out just because you might not fit a particular stream or a particular discipline. Um, we, we can always find a home and we can always find space uh, to, yeah, to fuel the opportunity that we want to give you. So yeah, if we can flick over to the last bit for us. Yeah, so we were sort of thinking, how do we sum all this up in a word? So in Romans 12, verse 1, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. None of the stuff that we do as worshiping creator or in any teams, children, youth, any of that, none of that is for our own personal gain. None of that is for to make us look better. None of that is to make our books look better. It's all for God's glory. And that's where we want to start as teams, we want to give the whole lot as worship to God. Everyone here is a worshiper. Every avenue of life, we should be worshiping. And that's the, the attitude that we instill in our teams. We want to have worshipers first, do as second. And yeah, that's kind of how we want to kind of round this section off, is that all these teams are so focused on around a heart for worship um, as, a, as a lifestyle, not as a, a duty. Um, and yeah, these guys are great, and we're looking forward to keep growing as well. And that's it, I think. That's us done. So I'm going to hand over. I'm going to hand over to Andrew now, who gets to do the exciting part. <laughs> right. So my name's Andrew, as he said. Um, one of my roles in the church is a trustee, and I've been asked to talk about finance. Now, don't worry, because when Richard asked me to do this, he said, "You've only got eight minutes, so don't panic." Uh, then he said it again the other day, you've only got eight minutes. So I've only got eight minutes. <laughs> you probably gathered the format of this kind of thing is we, uh, you invite somebody up to interview. And I was thinking, now, who can I invite up to ask a question? Now, what does the budget mean to you? <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody. But what does the budget mean to us? It's quite an important question because we get excited, don't we, about all these things we've just heard about. But it, it needs resource for that to happen. And sometimes we don't like to think about money because it can be uncomfortable or it can be um, embarrassing sometimes and we, we feel it's politically correct not to push that side of things. But if we're going to be effective for God, we need to be effective in every area of our lives. And, and the budget of the church is essential. And, and we've been talking about growth in the church and we're seeing that. And we're seeing growth in our budget as well as a church, which should be right. And that's what we believe for as trustees. And last year, we set a budget of £84,000 income for the church, which was above the budget we set the previous year and above the budget we set the year before that. So we're seeing growth. In fact, that budget was exceeded. So praise God for that. Thank you all for contributing to the budget of this church. I better just look at the clock just to make sure I don't exceed my eight minutes. Um, how was that 84, that, sorry, that 90, uh, over 90,000 pounds made up? It was, it was made up, obviously, of your, your, your gifts, your offerings, your, your tithes throughout the year, which is the, the main part of, of what keeps this church functioning and, and supporting all that we do. There were also um, people sometimes give one-off substantial gifts, which we received last year. That made a huge difference. Also, um, a, a big part of our income is from um, Gift Aid. And Gift Aid contributed over £14,000 to the income of our church last year. So can you see how important it is? If you are a UK tax giver and you are giving to this church, please make sure that you sign a Gift Aid form so we can claim tax back from the government. It doesn't cost you anything, apart from the time to sign the form, but it helps us as a church tremendously. So please bear that in mind if you are a giver. So how is this budget being used within the church? There are things um, like hire of premises. We're so blessed to be in this hall, in this school, with the facilities here. It's a step up from where we were in Cedarwood Primary School, but it's also a step up in cost, a considerable one, as far as rent is concerned. So that's a huge one. Um, things, 
they don't always take into consideration subscriptions and license fees. You know, we have to pay license fees for using media here and broadcasting for things like Zoom we use within the church, for some of the teaching materials that we use um, with our youth and in our home groups, and various other resources in the media. We have to have licenses to operate. That comes to over £5,000 a year, that alone. Can you see how we need resource to make these things happen and to make our church function um, properly? Um, we believe uh, that it's right, part of our, um, our sort of DNA as a church is, is, is to honor those who serve us within the church. Um, we feel that's important because if we honor those who serve, then God honors us in that honoring. And um, so 50% of our income as a church goes to salaries. And uh, obviously, Richard has been a paid member of staff, or the paid pastor of the church, um, for the life of the church. But did you realize, I don't know if you realized that um, for a good number of years, Esther was a, a salaried minister within the church as well. And I don't think you could distinguish between the workload between Richard and Esther contributing. We've, we have two pastors, basically, in this church. But a, a number of years ago, we had a substantial drop in our congregation. And, and Richard Nestor came to the trustees and said, look, we've got to um, cut back in areas. And, and Esther agreed to, to forego her salary as a pastor in the church. And we've only been paying Richard for a good number of years. So basically, we've, we've been getting the services of two pastors for the price of one for the last few years. But this year's trustees we've been encouraged to, to take Esther back onto the payroll again and to honor her for the work she does in this church and to bless her. So thank you all for, for making that happen. It's, it's, it's a norm, well, I say it's a, normal, it's a nominal sum at the moment. We'd like to up that, um, and, and we will do that as the church continues to, to grow and to bless, and as others, of course, we bless within the life of the church. There's so many things... You know, one of the, another very important area for us as a church is, is um, our, our tithe. Uh, we support Pastor Lesselet in what was Swaziland. What is that called now, Swaziland? Eswatini. Okay, thank you. There's Baal in India. We support CYM. We support FIND. And uh, this we see as an important part of the work we do as a body, as 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 we receive, we give, and it's, it's, and God blesses that which we sow into, and we see that as a function of being a channel of God's blessing to those around us, so not just those who are farther afield, but those within our community, and, and we're working hard at providing events, hospitality, education, and, and various other things to, to be a blessing to those around us, and we want to continue to do that. In the media, a lot of the equipment costs money. One thing that um, uh, some of you who are newer to the church might not remember this, or you wouldn't know this, but a few years ago we had a, at one of our Vision Sundays, we had a, gave everybody an opportunity to, to pledge to various different areas of, of the church community, um, like a home for good, a space for growth was an important one, wholeness and well-being, and media, these different areas. And these funds were, were sort of allocated a, in, in, a, in a, uh, a special box in our account sheet so we knew where people had given specifically for these areas so we could use this money proportionately in areas. And we've been able to use a lot of this money this year because we have had space for growth. And we are investing in equipment and facilities in this church. And because of that giving, that's enabled us to have confidence to invest and we are continuing to invest in this area. And so um, if you want to find out a bit more about that, then please um, speak to me afterwards, because I only have eight minutes, and I think I have <laughs> <laughs> two to go. Um, and another area is that we do have a reserves policy as a church, and uh, our policy is to, is to have a holding reserves at least 20% of our annual income as a church, 
because um, church congregations can fluctuate, things can go up and down, and it's good to be able to be in a position where we can continue to support those even in variable circumstances. And I can say that we are above that at the moment. Uh, we're comfortably above that reserve limit at the moment. So God is blessing us really well. But we're also looking to continue to grow. And in that respect, we've set the budget even higher this year. Um, it's over £100,000, £110,000, I believe, the budget. So we're believing God, and it's giving us all an opportunity to, to grow in our confidence and our giving um, into this church. We are aware that we're living in difficult times. And as I was considering that, I, I, I was actually listening to a, um, a documentary only yesterday, I think it was, about Israel and how when Israel came, um, started to take uh, um, possession again of the land of Israel, when they, it was created a, a state of Israel, the, their first prime minister was a man called David Ben-Gurion, and he's been described as a visionary for, for the nation of Israel. And he saw that the majority of the land of Israel was desert. And how do, you, how do you make and build a community in a desert? And I heard that he used to read through Isaiah and write out all the scriptures that referenced the desert. And he would consider them in light of Israel as a nation in the desert. And he had a vision to see the desert bloom as Isaiah prophesied. And it, it, it reminded me of the fact that, that um, in desert situations, if a man is in a desert, it's still a desert. If man is with God in a desert, we can make it bloom. And we must be careful that we don't define our expectations by our circumstances. But let our circumstances be defined by our expectation. Our expectation is in God, not in the desert. And now in Israel, it is renowned for the food it produces. It exports food around the world. Because of the vision of Ben-Gurion, they created desalination plants and you learn how to use water efficiently. They have now more water than they need. And they are exporting water to Jordan. Did you know that? And it's interesting, isn't it, that when we partner with God, not only are our needs met, that we become providers for those around us and become a blessing to the nations around us. And isn't that a fulfillment of God's prophecy? And we want to be a blessing to those around us. One of the things that we have in our budget is a, a care fund. And we are aware that there are people who might have emergency needs. Please speak to us. Um, we might be able, we hope to be able to help you um, with emergency need and point you in directions for long-term um, support. So please talk. If there are any needs that you have, that we, please talk to us and see if we can help you um, as a body, as a family, and to share with one another. And that's at least eight minutes, sorry. Uh, Andrew, just remind me afterwards, I'd like to go to the shop where you bought your last watch. <laughs> Obviously, it just goes slower than mine. That's great. I'm just so humbled by every person that comes to this church that serves and has served for many, 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 many years. I'm just so humbled by that. And we've got a great team, haven't we? Can we just give them a round of applause? That's great. And who's, who's the most important in the church? Obviously, it's Jesus, isn't it? It's anyone who serves. It's not just the people in leadership. It's not just the pastor, but everybody that serves. So we're really grateful for that. For my uh, 25 minutes, I'm going to share about I'm going to share about groups. No, it's going to be shorter than that. I'm going to share about groups. We run a ladies' group 
kaleidoscope, and the lady said, come on, I know Heidi's not here, she's the, she's the rebel, she's the cheerleader, and we run, we run a men's group, Valor, let's hear it for the men. Oh, that's a bit better. That's fantastic. I think some of the ladies joined in there. I think so. And we run connect groups, which I think are the most, one of the most important parts of our ministry. And while we had lockdown, and who remembers that, and COVID, and all these times when we couldn't meet, we met in homes, in groups, on Zoom. How many of you love Zoom? We'll pray for you afterwards. Come in the prayer line. Yeah, it, it wasn't great, but it was a great thing to have. It was better than nothing, wasn't it? So that we could at least meet. Uh, at le- we could at least meet once a week uh, in the week. So we're going to have a look at three things this morning regarding connect groups. What are connect groups? That's number one. I think I should have a little thing there somewhere. Oh yeah, thank you. You do it. I've just got to fiddle with some. I'll fiddle. I'm a fiddler. Have you got it up there? Oh, I go. Okay. What are connect groups? That's number one. The importance of connect groups, number two. Or what are the benefits of connect groups? You know, part of our vision is to have connect groups everywhere. You know, people don't just come to this church from Kesgrave or from Ipswich, but around the region, which is amazing. And Andrew and I, many years ago, went down to London to see Jonathan Conrath uh, preach in a church that Andrew was part of. Anyone know Jonathan Conrath? Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he goes... Uh, around the country and also around the world, preaching the gospel. And he gave us a prophecy, Andrew, remember that, and, and he prophesied over us that we're going to have wells all over East Anglia. And I believe our wells are those connect groups. So you need to get in a connect group. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need to be in a connect group. Right now, now, now turn to your second choice. And say, you need to be in a connect group. Yeah, he's... Okay, so what are connect groups? They're communities of people between... They're a community of people between 10 and 12 people that meet in a home. And I've got a few verses. Can we see any scriptural reference for this in our Bibles? I'm going to run through these very quickly. 1 Corinthians 16, 16, 19 says, The churches of Asia send you their greetings. Aquila and Prisca... Aren't you glad your name's Fred or Bill? Together with the church that meets in their house, send you their warm greetings in the Lord. Acts 2.46 says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. Acts 5.42, day after day, in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stop teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is Messiah. And Acts 20, verse 20, says this You know that I have not hesitated to preach anything that would be helpful to you, but have taught you publicly and from house to house. This is a vital part of what we do in our church. You know, we've got about 100 people coming to the church now, and it's really growing. It's growing every week. More and more people are coming every week. And we need to accommodate and look after those people. Everyone say, look after those people. Whose responsibility is it to look after you lot? Oh, I thought you were going to say the pastor. It is. That is true. But I can't look after 100 people. But if we had 10 life groups with 10 people in each, all those people would be looked after and cared for. So our life groups are vital, our connect groups. I keep, sorry, I keep calling them life groups and connect groups. You know, it's like doing life together. I like both terms, don't you? Who likes life group? Let's have a vote. Let's, do we vote in church? No, not really. <laughs> no, we don't do that. Who likes the term life group? Because we do life together. Who likes connect? I mean, both terms are good because we like connecting with people, so they're both valuable, aren't they? Okay, what's the importance of uh, these connect groups? That's the question I want to ask. Is so that everybody can be looked after. And it's great to, you know, I, could, I can't go from Sunday to Sunday and just feed off what we teach you on a Sunday morning, right? We need to get together and gather together each week. And I belong to two life groups. I'm quite greedy. I do that because I want to support the people that are running them when they start them. So that's what we do. And it's great to connect. And just recently, we'd met in people's homes because we couldn't do that before. And it was just great, wasn't it, Andrew? Just to meet half a dozen of us, just chatting about life, about you know, doing life together. Just brilliant. 
But what are the benefits of Connect Group? We can experience love and fellowship. How many of you love fellowshipping with other people? Yeah, there's a lot of you that don't, but you'll get used to that when you join a group. Having a home to be nurtured. This is where we can be nurtured and nurture others. If you're not there, they're going to miss you. You're a vital part of that group. Be there. Tell your neighbor, be there. Tell your second choice or your third choice, be there. Being helped to grow by applying God's word in their lives. How many of you want to grow? I'd like to grow this way, but <laughs> I have asked, but they said there's no hope. Yeah. So I think I'll get someone to piggyback. I'll piggyback someone. Okay. What's the next one? Yeah, being helped to, what was the last one? Being helped to grow by applying God's word in our lives. Uh, that's that one. Here we go. Being assisted in, in, in developing leadership potential. We're always looking for the next level of leadership. We need more leaders in our churches. How many leaders have we got in this church? Come on, everyone's got it. Come on, you lead your family, don't you? Who leads your family? Come on. How many leaders have we got in there? Everyone's a leader. It's not just the leaders that are in the church. You are a leader. Tell your neighbor, you're a leader. Tell your fourth choice and the fifth choice, you're a leader. Having a base for reaching the lost around you. You know, we're not here for ourselves. We're here for the lost people out there that don't know Jesus. And in your communities, if we've got life groups, connect groups all over the county, you know, you can meet people and invite them to your life group or your connect group. And everybody said, you don't, can't say Amy, amen, say oh me. A place where we can connect and encourage each, each other each week. I think that's really, really important. These groups are, are vital for our church to grow. So what I've done, I've asked a couple of people, if you'd like to come up, uh, Kyle and Rainer, and they're just going to share a little bit about what they, they, they think um, life groups and connect groups means to them. I haven't been told how much time I've got, so I'm just going to go off on one. <laughs> um, I do, w one thing I do want to do, and I wasn't going to say this initially, but it was only when people started talking, I do actually want to fly the flag for Zoom, and the only reason I want to do that, they're not paying me, um, but it's what, what has become very apparent to me is that w we've got um, young families in our life group. You know, um, Lewis and Grace have, have recently welcomed a new little one into their family. There's no way that without Zoom, they'd be able to attend our life group. So I think Zoom, you know, you can combine it. We combine it in our life group. We have people meeting in the house, and then we have uh, Zoom as well. And I just think it's really important, so I just wanted to say that. Um, but fundamentally there's a reason why we don't call them we don't call them study groups and we don't call them bible groups they are called life groups and they're called connect groups and there's a reason for that and it's because 7 days in a week are never longer than when you can't meet in a connect group i had a change of job recently this year and unfortunately there's been a lot of times when i haven't been able to get to connect group because i've had to be at work and they are some of the longest weeks that I have to go through because, honestly, meeting every Sunday really isn't enough. And if you're part of a connect group, you will know that. Um, it's, it's a family. We come together, and obviously we're there to, to, um, to study the Bible and to, lear to learn more about Jesus. But oftentimes, if people have got things going on in their lives, we can spend two-thirds, maybe even the entire evening, just talking over life. And there's nothing better than being able to do that, just being able to help people and, you know, and come alongside people. And I love it, and it's great. Um, and when Richard told me recently that I think only about 50% of the church are actually part of a life group, actually makes me a little bit sad, because honestly, the 50% of you that aren't are genuinely, genuinely missing out, and I can't make that clear enough, really. Um, so... Yeah, I just, I love connect groups and I want as many people here to get, you know, into one as possible. Speak to the life group leaders, it's amazing. Hello everyone. Um, I have been coming to church, to this church from February, so it's almost 10 months that I'm here. 
Uh, I'm a part of a connect group with Poppy, and you, we have Andrew, we have Richard Esther in my group. I look forward to come to the connect group, um, like it's live group. It is a live for me, you know, as, as Kyle mentioned, seven days is too long. You come here on a Sunday, you're just filled up. By the time it's Wednesday, you know, you're just completely dried up, you know, and there are times where you need to be refreshed. And it's, it's right at that time, you know, very particular time, mid of the week, where you want to hear and where you want to go through Sunday again. And it really helped me so much. I look forward to listen to words of wisdom, you know, that comes out of each one, especially Andrew, you know. I just look forward, really, you know. I mean, you speak to him and like, I'm like, wow. <laughs> Every, yeah, you are there, Esther. Uh, you are there, uh, Richard. But <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just too biased for him, yeah. No, 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 no. But all of them, you know. And it's, it's like a family, you know. Um, for, for, for me, especially, when I don't have a family around, you know, where I can share things. Um, the church is so big on a Sunday, uh, you can't just share everything. But when you come into a connect group, it's like your own family. You can just you you can just say what you want to, what difficulties or what praise points, and you know that there is someone praying for you at that time, and that makes a lot of difference uh, for me, for my family. So, as as Kyle said, you know, if you are not joined the connect group, I I would really encourage you, you know, just to be there. I I know this. Uh, this, sorry, I'm just going a bit longer, but this Thursday I had so many things in my mind, but I said, no, at 7.30 I need to be there because I know God is going to speak to me um, through someone at that time, and that is going to help me, even though my evening is a bit later after that, but no, I am going to be there, you know. Just another thing that, you know, I just wanted to point out while I was sitting there and I saw each of you speaking, um, I, I thought about you know, how, how God spoke to Abraham, how he listened, and how he acted on it. That's what we, we discussed in our group last week. Each of you who came up here with your, you know, each leadership group that you, you guys are involved in, each of you have heard, and each of you have acted on it. And I think that's more important and connect, you know. And I thank all the leaders as well who give so much of their time you know, to to make that investment in our lives. So, yeah, thank you very much, and thank you, Chief. Thank you. Kyle, Kyle your check will be in the post. Uh, your, resigna your resignation letter will be in the post as well. Uh, any other group that wants to take Andrew next week? Okay. We're going to take communion this morning. Have I got communion up here? I don't know. Is that mine? Is that someone else's? Can that be mine? That's great. Has everyone got the grape juice and the crackers? If you haven't got, just put your hand up like that. Oh, there's lots of you. Okay. They're going to hand that around right now for you. We thought they gave it to you on the way in. Okay, that's okay. We're going to do that. Okay, there's three things that I want to look at today as we look at communion. I'm only going to keep you a couple of moments. Firstly, the first thing that we're going to look at is looking back. The second thing we're going to look at is looking within. And the third thing we're going to look at is looking forward. Looking back in remembrance at what Jesus has done, this is a personal remembrance. Can you just think, just pause for a moment as we just think about what Jesus has done for us. He died a cruel death on a cross, naked on a cross, for you and me to take all of our sin. So what I want you to do is just close your eyes and just think about that moment on the cross where Jesus gave his life for you and for me. He surrendered his life. Just pause and think about that for a moment. And as we're thinking about Christ's sacrifice on the cross, 
Let's look within and confess any sin that we have in our lives. Let's pause for a moment and reflect and remember. Let's forgive those who have hurt us so that you can just be a pure channel for God to use in your life. So looking back, remembering what Jesus did on the cross for us, looking within, just repenting of any sin. Come before God and just say, Lord, forgive me. If you have anything against anybody, just forgive them right now in your heart. And the last thing we're going to look at is looking forward. We are to proclaim or declare or announce the Lord's death until he comes. He's coming again. But until he comes, we're going to take communion. We take it once a month now. Not every single week. We want to make it just not the same. Where we're just repeating and just going over things and just doing it repetitively without really deeply thinking about why we do it. It's all about remembering. So let's think about those three things. Looking back at the cross. That was victory for us. Looking within, repenting and coming to God and asking to cleanse us. Looking forward to the day when Jesus is going to come back. He's going to come back in glory for his bride. We need to be ready for him coming back. I'm going to read this, uh, 1 Corinthians 11:23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. Verse 24. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is, which is broken for you. Then he says, do this in remembrance of me. Has everybody got the bread and the wine? Just put your hand up if you haven't. Keep your hand up so people can see. Have we all got now? Great. Thanks for serving us, guys. Okay, let's just take the bread in our hands and just give thanks. Just give thanks to Jesus for his body being broken so that we could be whole. Let's take the bread together. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this is the cup in the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So let's do that. Let's just take the grape juice together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just keep our eyes closed for a moment, if you would. Maybe you're here today, you think maybe by accident, but you're here. I don't believe you're here by accident. I believe God has drawn you here. And while people have been sharing, we've, we've been sharing. There's lots of things that we, we do in a church, lots of things that we're responsible for. But the most important thing about church is people. It's not the equipment that we, that we have. It's not the building that we have because the church isn't about a building. It's about people. And we care for people because Jesus cared for people. He was the suffering servant. He came to reach and save the lost. Are you lost today? Do you know Jesus is your personal Lord and Savior? I believe as you've been sitting here, God's been knocking on the door of your heart. And you realize that we are a family. Are you part of the family of God? I believe God's been knocking on the door of your heart. And the door of your heart, the handle of that door is on the inside. And God's never going to force his way in. He's knocking on the door. Will you answer and open up the door and open your heart up to Jesus this morning? So firstly, for the people that have never made Jesus their Lord and Savior, you've never given your life to Jesus, and you'd like to today, you're here today. And God's knocking on the door of your heart. Is that you? Just put your hand up while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, and say, that's me. You're talking to me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Anybody? And maybe you're here today and maybe you used to go to church 
and you thought, oh, there are a bunch of hypocrites in church. I don't want to go to church anymore. I've been hurt in church. I don't want to go again, but you're here today. You've come back. Maybe in the hope that, that God would want to embrace you again and draw you back to his family. If that's you, just put your hand up and say, that's me. I want to draw back to God again. I want to give my life to Jesus, surrender to him again and serve him again. Is that you? Just put your hand up. No one's looking around. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you were too embarrassed to put your hand up and you want to talk to someone after the service, there'll be a group of people standing here um, praying for you, three or four people. They've got lanyards on. And if you need prayer for anything, just come forward and they'll pray for you. I'm going to close the service now and we're going to have some fellowship. Thank you for um, being patient with us if we shared a little longer than we, w- than we would normally do. So, Father, I thank you for your church. You're building your church, and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. And, Lord Jesus, you are coming back soon, we believe, for a glorious bride without spot and without blemish. blemish. And I pray that the, ch- the church gets itself ready for your return, not just sitting, waiting passively for your return, Jesus, but actively serving in the kingdom, drawing people into the kingdom before your return. So, Father, I thank you as we go right now that your angels encamp around about us. Keep us safe and free from harm until we can meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Bless everyone. Bless everybody for coming today. And uh, please stay for tea and coffee. They're going to open the calf now. And if you need prayer, just come forward for that. Bless you.